Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello, freelance friends. Louise here. I can't believe it's July already, but here we are. (laughs) And that means it's time for our six-month check-ins. So my company accounts actually run from October to September, so it's not really six months through my financial year, but my brain works in calendar years. So what are you going to (laughs) do? It's six months since I set my new year business resolution, so it makes sense to me. And I know a lot of people do run their businesses from January to December. So I think this is probably a helpful time to dive into our six month review. So before we dive in, I highly recommend going back to episode 43 and listening to that one first because that's where I talked about my goal setting strategy for the year and what my goals are and I'll be referring back to that. This one will be a worked example of how I implement that strategy and review whether I've stuck to the goals that I set back in January. And I also want to give a shout out again to my freelance buddy, Emma Cownley, because she did a six month review on her YouTube channel, Kiss My Ace, a few weeks ago, which referenced my more of, less of goal setting approach. So I suggest you go and watch that video too for some inspiration on how to do a wee mid-year reflections exercise and think about where you might want to go next in your business. So let's get started then. In episode 43, I shared six steps that I use to set and review goals. So I'll go through those again here with what's worked and not worked since January. And hopefully there might be some little tidbits for you to pick up that will help you in your business too. Step one is a nice, easy, fun one to celebrate success. I tend to live with quite a forward-facing attitude. I'm always thinking about what's next, what do I need to do, where's this going... But it's so important to pause, to reflect on what's gone before and celebrate the things that have gone well in the previous quarter or six months. So this is me giving myself a wee pat on the back (laughs) for continuing to show up, work hard, do my best to deliver for clients and generally try to enjoy what I've been doing. And I'm actually in a pretty positive place right now, which is really nice, especially as last year felt like a real slog in parts. And I feel like a lot of people maybe relate to that. So what's gone well over the last six months? I've had consistent work, great clients, revenue is up on last year, which is all nice. One of my big goals in January was to take more time off and I haven't quite managed the four day weeks that I planned. If you listen to the episode a few weeks back where I was talking about my ideal day or my average day, I was referring to working at weekends and things like that, which, you know, I actually don't mind doing. But I would like to try and do some four day weeks because it's important to take time off. I have had a few weeks off here and there. So I'd say that's one specific thing that I've done differently that's really paid off is having those bigger chunks of time. Yeah, I'm still thinking about having the four day weeks, but it's not as easy as I thought it was. (laughs) Step two of my goal setting and reviewing process is about getting into the details of what went well and not so well. And then step three is about 
picking the things from each of those categories that you want to keep as you go into the next time period. And the idea here is that this will help you figure out what you want to do more of and less of in the next six months. So it's a bit of an easier way of thinking about what your goals are than coming up with very specific targets that maybe don't always have a real sort of meaning that you can connect to. So the questions I'm kind of asking myself here are, what were my favourite projects? What was fun? When did I feel like I was in flow? And then what were the things that were a bit sticky, that felt awkward, that didn't quite align with what I said I wanted to do, e.g. four day weeks? So when I think about step two and step three, what's gone well, what's gone not so well, what I've noticed over the last six months is that thanks to setting up better processes, everything has generally felt a bit easier. It's kind of obvious, isn't it? But it's nice to see it actually happen. (laughs) I know exactly what the onboarding process is for each new project. I've got templates for the work. I've got systems in place that just make everything a wee bit smoother. I'm not having to stop and think, oh, how will I do this next thing so much? I can just do it. So I think I'm saving some brain power there. Services wise, there haven't been massive changes I'm still working with a few great retainer clients with a sprinkling of ad hoc projects. So going forwards, I want to keep that mix of projects. I've also been increasing my prices bit by bit, which has worked well. Sometimes it works better than others. I talk about my approach to raising my rates on episodes 15 and 47, if you want to go back and listen to those, because I know that's always a bit of a tricky topic. Another win over the last six months is this podcast. (laughs) It's been really fun. Last year there were times where I wondered if having a weekly side project was a bit too much to squeeze in but again having more processes has made a huge difference. I've also passed over the show notes, transcripts and artwork to my brilliant virtual assistant Mary so huge thanks to Mary and I also have Charles editing the interview episodes. Charles was obviously special guest on last week's podcast, so huge thanks to Charles as well. That's made a huge difference. And of course, when you do a project like this and you start to see momentum, that's always really motivating too. So thank you so much for your support. I will keep doing this as long as it seems helpful for you. And I'm excited to announce that there's now a 15-minute freelancer newsletter, which you can sign up to at 15minutefreelancer.substack.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. And this will let you know when new episodes are published so you never miss an episode. If you're not the kind of person that hits refresh on your podcast app like I am, (laughs) you'll also get a sprinkling of added extras like reflections on recent episodes and what I'm doing to implement the ideas. These are my 15 minute actions. You'll get resources, recommendations to help you build or grow your freelance business and hot tips to move your business forward. I like to keep them to 50 minutes or less wherever possible, so I hope that will be useful for you. At the moment, I'm saying it's a monthly roundup of all the episodes in the previous month, but I'm aware that this means it's a rather chunky email (laughs) with four 15-minute episodes and four 15-minute actions. That's actually about two hours' work. (laughs) And I know that when I get long emails, I tend to save them and then I forget to come back to them. So I'm a little bit on the fence about what would be the best way to do that. So please take a look at the first issue, which you can see on the Substack, and let me know if you like that format, if you like having them monthly, or if you would prefer shorter weekly newsletters with perhaps a little bit more in the way of extra resources on whatever that topic is. So you can DM me on LinkedIn or Twitter and let me know. One thing that I said I wanted to continue doing back in January was to keep investing in myself and my business. 
This can be a scary prospect sometimes, but in my experience, it's so worth it. And investing in yourself is also a sign to yourself that you believe in yourself and that you believe your business will continue to exist. It sounds corny, but it's true. So for me, investment has included hiring other people to either take work off my plate so I can focus on work that brings in more money or just feel more organized and take a break so I can recharge my batteries. And also hiring people who are better equipped to do certain things. So I've been subcontracting for more specific project related work, which means that I can deliver a better product to the client. So that's made a big difference over the last few months. It's still something that I need to work at because I haven't quite figured out all my processes there. I've also continued to invest in coaching and training. I'm part of Kirsty Waite's Thriving in Business Mastermind, which I highly recommend if you get the chance. It's so valuable to have a space with other like-minded people who are at a similar point in their business or have similar ambitions, but we each bring something different to the table. So with Kirsty's guidance, we can support each other with specific business challenges in that nice little safe, tight group. (laughs) And spoiler alert, Kirsty is going to be a guest on this podcast soon, so keep an ear out for that. I also like to do trainings on specific challenges or areas that I want to improve on. You know, it's important to identify gaps in our skills and find ways to fill them. So one example, as I mentioned over the last six months, was wanting to outsource more work, but kind of coming across stumbling blocks. I tested a few approaches myself, but I also did a coaching call with Kaylee Moore, who's a very well-known freelance writer who I knew had the answers that I needed. And as freelancers, you know, we need to be able to figure out solutions ourselves. And that's really empowering, you know, it's up to us to figure it out. But sometimes that can also include finding out how other people have done it and seeing what we can learn from them. And I'm very happy to pay people for their answers and expertise so I can skip a few steps. So that's what I did there. I also did Mickey Sang's Converse with Consent workshop, which was a really thoughtful and thought-provoking session for podcasters, coaches, interviewers and community hosts, anyone who kind of uh, works with other people has a platform where they're going to be speaking to people with all sorts of different backgrounds to create safe and inclusive spaces. And again, I really recommend that. That really gave me a lot to think about. So on to the things that felt a bit less smooth, that went less well, where maybe there was a bit of resistance or frustration. One has been finding time for marketing. I noticed that a lot of the content that I create is about freelancing and not targeted at my ideal clients. So that's something that I want to do more of. And I'm lucky because I'm at a place where I have enough inbound leads, but if there are specific types of clients that I want to work with then I need to make a bit more of an effort to connect with them and you know try and make myself the obvious choice if I can. So to that end I'm planning to create another newsletter (laughs) aimed at that particular audience. Yes I'm a little bit obsessed with Substack now (laughs) and my hope with that is that by creating this newsletter I can repurpose what's in it for social media and that should make it a little bit easier for me to be consistent there and create more FAQ style content about the specific services that I specialize in on my website. I'll maybe say a bit more about that on another episode if that would be helpful. So that's step two and step three. Step four is to pick a priority from each of those lists. So one thing that I want to do more of and one thing that I want to do less of. So in January, my more of priority was to plan chunks of time off, which I managed to do though I didn't do the four-day weeks, 
And my less of priority was to stop saying yes to too many things, even though I hate feeling like I'm letting people down. I definitely got better at saying no to things, but there's still a little bit of work to do to change the internal deadlines that I set for myself. I always want to get things done and ticked off my list and I don't always need to do that. So for the next six months, my one more of thing is going to be streamlining marketing, as I said. And my one less of thing is connected to that. And that's going to be to stop stressing about it. You know, I can take actions to get things done, but if I don't do it, I'm not going to beat myself up about it or complain because then it's my fault. (laughs) And I feel like those are manageable goals. Step five in my goal setting strategy and review is to think about the bigger picture. So again, like I said in episode 43, I encourage you to be ambitious when you think about what your business could evolve into over the next six months. But if you're happy with how things are and you don't want to change anything at all, that's a really nice place to be. And again, I want to remind you that while it's nice to take inspiration from others, you don't need to worry too much about what they're doing and whether you measure up or whether you're doing the right things. You know, if you hear me talking about my goals and there are certain things you're like, oh, I'm not doing that or why is she doing it like that? That actually doesn't matter. Your business is your business. So your goals might be different to other people's. I just hope that, you know, when I talk through my strategy, maybe it will give you some food for thought. And I like what Sally Fox said in her newsletter a few weeks ago. She said, you're not a goal machine. Bend the success rules and have some bloody fun. (laughs) And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I think that's maybe a good place for lots of us to be at the moment. Step six, the final step is to figure out the systems to make your goals stick. So when it comes to reviewing goals, if there are some that you didn't achieve, it's worth thinking about why you didn't achieve them. Why didn't they happen? And then do they still matter to you? And if they do still matter to you, what are you going to do differently to make more progress over the next six months? And for any new goals, what systems do you need to make achieving your goals a realistic prospect? So for my marketing plan, which is my big goal for the next six months, I'm going to need to set aside time each week, set up a Trello board and actually use it (laughs) and see what support I might need from other people to make that happen. Okay, that is all for today. I hope that's been helpful. I will remind you that you can sign up for the new newsletter at 15minutefreelancer.substack.com and leave me a message on LinkedIn or Twitter or indeed a voice message at memo.fm forward slash 15 to let me know if you'd prefer weekly or monthly emails with all the extra bits from each episode. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, happy freelancing! You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing!